Shalom listeners, and welcome to our seventh podcast in our weekly series, Worship Insights Through the Bible. Last week, we began with the names of God found in Exodus, and this week we are going to look at Worship Insights from Exodus. I really want to encourage you as you read through the books of the Bible to look at the lives of people, circumstances and situations and see God's dealing with people and the various circumstances and see what you can learn from it and what you can learn about God in his dealings. And as you gain more revelation about God, you then respond in worship. Now, in Genesis chapter 22, we had a look at personal worship as we looked at the story of Abraham and Isaac. As we move into Exodus, we now get a glimpse of early corporate worship. Remember that this is a nation that has just come out of Egypt and they don't really know how to relate to God. So God brings them to Mount Sinai and there he begins to teach them how he wants to be worshipped and how they are to approach him. Now let's have a look at some of these chapters in Exodus and see what we are exposed to in terms of God's character and how we should respond in worship. The first thing that we see is that God is our deliverer. And this we clearly see in Exodus chapter 1 to 3. Pharaoh represents the oppressor, the enemy, and in this case, Satan. The Israelite slavery represents our bondage to sin. And God's appearance in the burning bush with the promise to Moses to deliver Israel represents Jesus, our deliverer, who delivers us from sin and oppression. We are also exposed to God's sovereignty and dominion. And this we see in Exodus chapter 7 to 12, just as you read through the 10 plagues, and we see how even nature does God's bidding. We are also exposed to God's power and his mercy. And we read this in Exodus 12, verses 1 to 30, as we look at the Passover, which was a foreshadow of Jesus, our Passover lamb. We're even exposed to some praise and worship. Exodus 15, we come across the well-known song of Moses, who recounts God's deeds, an act of deliverance. Worship through song is a wonderful way of remembering what God has done for us. But biblical music has far more functions as well. If we look at Ephesians 5 verse 18, we read, Be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in hymns, psalms, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
And in Colossians, we read something very similar. Colossians 3 verse 16. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So what else can we worship God for? Well, let's go to Exodus 23 verse 12. And as we read about the Ten Commandments being given, we see that God gives his people a day of rest. Now, isn't that a wonderful thought that once, one day a week, we can put aside where we can just reflect on everything that God has done and the greatness of God, the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. And then look back over your week and look at everything that God has done for you in that week and worship him as a result. Another thing that we are made very aware of in Exodus is the holiness of God. And Exodus chapter 25 to 31, the tabernacle shows us how to approach a holy God. And so let's have a look at the preparation for worship. Now in the podcast series entitled Abraham's Act of Worship, I do deal with this topic of preparation for worship. But in Exodus, everything from the building of the tabernacle, the clothing of the priests, to the anointing of the tabernacle and the priests, these were all preparation for worship. And we read in Exodus 40 that after Moses had completed the work, the Lord's glory filled the tabernacle. Now let's have a look at the symbols in the tabernacle for worship. And let's liken it to New Testament worship today. The brazen altar was made of wood and it was overlaid with bronze. And this was used for sacrifices, both for atonement of sin, as well as to express gratitude, thanksgiving. And today, Christ's sacrifice for our sins has made it possible for us to enter into his presence. The brazen laver was a large container where the priests would wash themselves before performing their ceremonies. And this was indicative of preparing themselves for entering God's presence. We, in turn, have been cleansed in the blood of Jesus. But we continue on a daily cleansing basis as we examine ourselves and confess daily our sins before God. The table of showbread contained 12 loaves of bread, each one representing a tribe of Israel, and this symbolized God's provision for his people. Today we are fed by Jesus, the living word. Matthew 4 verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. We have the golden lampstand, which had seven burning lamps. And this was placed in the holy place, providing light for the priests. Today we are enlightened by the Holy Spirit. 
The incense altar stood right in front of the curtain. And of course, a special mixture of incense was burned on the altar, which symbolized acts of worship that was acceptable in God's presence. Today, what are our acts of worship? Our prayer, our communication, and our intercession. Revelation 5 verse 8 says, And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. We then have an inner curtain which separated the two holy rooms from the outer courts. And this was a constant reminder of how sin had separated man from God's presence. And of course, upon Christ's death, the veil was torn from top to bottom in the temple, thus allowing us to enter into God's presence. Hebrews 4 verse 16, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So you can come boldly into the presence of God through our high priest, Jesus Christ. The place of atonement or the mercy seat, this was the lid on the ark on which rested the cherubim. And only once a year on the day of atonement could a priest come into that presence and then sprinkle the blood of a lamb on this cover. And today we can come into God's presence anytime because Jesus was our once and for all atonement. The Ark of the Covenant, which also held the Ten Commandments, symbolized God's presence amongst his people. Today we have direct into the presence of God. The anointing oil was a mixture of oil and spices used to anoint the priests and the furnishings of the tabernacle. Today we are anointed for service through the Holy Spirit. The priests and the garments represented us today as service to God and others. And the priests were anointed as were all the other items and were set aside for God's use. So as believers, what can we learn from the tabernacle? Today, believers are God's dwelling place. And I urge you to go and read 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19. God's holy presence is amongst us. Read Exodus 40 verse 34 to 38. As believers, we are part of a priesthood. Read 1 Peter 2 verse 5 and 1 Peter 2 verse 9. The tabernacle shows a pattern of worship prescribed by God. And I would encourage you to read Hebrews 10, verse 19 to 25. For further insights into the tabernacle, I refer you to the podcast series, Worship Through the Tabernacle. I trust that this will encourage you as you begin to have a look through Exodus and next week we will then look at praise insights 
found in the book of Exodus. But why don't you start working through the book of Exodus in the meantime and see what you can find in this book to praise God for. And until next time, God bless you.